Hello and welcome to episode 2 of the Narrow Gate. This is Orla, your host again. I'm delighted to be back with you. I really enjoyed my first podcast. I know some of it might have been a little bit new to some people, but don't worry, I will always be repeating a lot of scriptures and Bible verses, so um, so don't worry about that. I have two goals for this podcast um, this evening. The first one is just to give a background um, as to my career background and what brought me to this place in my life where I'm sharing the gospel online. And the second part, I want to explain why you need to be saved, what the Bible says about that. Um, and that's all I hope to cover in this um, podcast. So thank you for being with me and um, I hope you enjoy what, what's ahead. Okay, so the first reason that I have decided to do the podcast and the newsletter and things, just generally writing about Christianity, is because of my own faith. I was born again over 20 years ago, and I grew up in a Catholic family, so I would have known about God and Jesus Christ all of my life, really. Um, But I had a conversion a full conversion in my late 20s. Um, I'm not going to go into that in this episode, but I will at one point. I will share my testimony because I think it could help a few people. And I have mentioned parts of it in articles um, on Medium here and there, but I might do a full podcast on it one day um, just to help people. So anyway, so... Uh, the reason is to obey God. That's why I'm doing this. Uh, there's no other reason. I mean, I'm not doing it. Um, there is no other reason. <laughs> that is the reason. But the reason is to obey God and also that I want people to be saved because it's so wonderful to be saved. Um, so first of all, I wanted to say that the Great Commission is what Jesus has um asked all of us Christians to share the gospel. I mean, the Great Commission is what Jesus said to his disciples not long before he ascended into heaven. You will find this in Matthew 28, 18 to 20. You can look it up or I will leave the link below. It says, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey, obey the commands of God. Um, so any Christian who has been walking with God for a certain length of time will start talking about it. Because when you get a conviction in your heart that you have been transformed, you have been saved, you have been forgiven, you are free from your sin and you feel that, feel that freedom well that kind of freedom and that kind of love that you feel is going to change you and make you want to tell others the good news and that's what it is we're not forced christians are not forced to go out and i believe that the reason a lot of people who are christians are maybe come under the christian name but they're not really um maybe spiritually alive 
and they're not feeling that presence of God. And because they don't have that, they're not sharing the gospel. So if that's you and you just feel a little bit dry as a Christian or you don't have that passion or you don't have that love in your heart, you don't just feel motivated, well, then hopefully these podcasts will help you. You will see how it changes us and how it has changed me to share the gospel. I didn't share the gospel when I was in my 20s, but when I was in my 30s and I learned more, I did start sharing the gospel. Um, there's a lot more I can say about that, but I want to try to keep on theme here because there's so much to say about everything in the Christian faith that I don't want to go off track. Now, the other side is um, I just want to share my credentials with people. I'm not really into doing this, and I won't do it too often, but I feel as listeners, um, a lot of listeners want to know what have I done in the past? Who am I? What gives me authority to do this? Well, first of all, nothing gives me authority authority to do this, only Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Um, Jesus called fishermen to be his disciples. They were unlearned men. They didn't know anything about um, the Bible. They didn't know about the Word of God. He had to teach them everything. And because they didn't know, Jesus had to teach in parables so that they could understand. So there is no excuse for anybody not to share the gospel if they are Christians because you don't need to be educated. But I'm going to share it anyway because we live in a world where people do want to hear credentials. So um, I'm not a pastor. <laughs> and let's get that clear. And I'm not a priest and I'm not a nun. So I am a born-again believer. I've had a conversion and I have turned my life over to God and I do follow God every day of my life. My background is um, I was a nurse when I left school. I was a nurse for over 20 years. I'm from Ireland. I went to the UK and after, you know, soon after school and I um, stayed there for about eight years nursing. I also went to Australia, traveled to Australia and came back after one year back to London. Um, then I moved back to Ireland and I continued to nurse in Ireland. I nursed in the acute medical field. It was my favorite. I just enjoyed that area. I found it very interesting. And I worked in different areas within nursing, in A&E, accident and emergency, CCU, ICU, cardiology, cardiothoracic, um, generally medicine. I enjoyed that the most, but I also worked in surgery in other areas. And then later in my career, as I'd been progressing more, well, but basically maturing emotionally and spiritually, I got more curious about um, death and dying. So I um, worked in a hospice for a while, a couple of years, I think, a little under two years. And then I worked in oncology. So that's my background in nursing. I don't want to go into it too much. Um, because it'll probably come up again. A lot of the time I shared my faith with people when I was nursing, but not directly because it's not allowed really in the job. Um, but 
I was there to comfort people, listen to people, and if they shared their faith with me, then I could respond and tell them and that I also believed in God. Um, a lot of people, obviously, in the hospice are considering what's going to happen after they die. It's a very uh, difficult time for all of us to have to think about our um, afterlife. What will happen after we die? Will we go to heaven? Is there a heaven? There's all of these questions. Um, so I had some experience um, from my studies and I was able to share what I knew and that was it. Uh, I hope I helped them. That's all <laughs> I can say. And so then after um, around 2000s, I went to uh, 2001 anyway, I finished a diploma in theology. I did that in Milton Institute in Dublin and then I went on and did a degree in the Maynooth College in Ireland. Um, I did anthropology and sociology there. I was very interested in culture, which I still am, and society. And then I went to Kenya um, on a mission trip and I really enjoyed that with the Catholic Church actually. And I uh, went with the brothers and we met two Irish brothers over there, three actually, and they were so good to us. And I love Kenya, I love Africa, and I want to go back. And then I just very briefly say then after that, I spent a lot of time in my free time doing healing, spirituality workshops, and attending churches, healing services, and I've been to many, many churches. I think I'll talk about that in another episode also, because... Uh, there's a lot to say about that. So that is who I am, why am I why I am here and um, I hope I hope that gives you more insight into who you're listening to. So for the, the second part is the question I have on the title why you need to be saved. Um, it's interesting, I hear about this a lot in the church, when I go to church, but uh, when I go to work, I don't hear anything about it. When I'm on Medium, there's no talk about it. When I'm on Facebook, there's no talk about it or any of these social medias. So I start to notice I really am in a, in a minority, but because it's with me 24 hours a day, I'm always thinking of it. I just assume that there's more people out there who are saved, but really I think there aren't, especially after COVID and we saw how how lost everybody was. And maybe that pushed me to do the podcast when I saw how lost people are, how lonely they are, how angry they are. And um, I think the thing that disturbed me the most about COVID was the lack of care for the old people. I have a heart for old people, obviously, because I worked with them all my life. Um, so I have a heart for the elderly. And it breaks my heart that people didn't reach out to them a little bit more. So that would be an area for me that is very close to my heart. Um, but also children, you know, I suppose children and the elderly I just feel they're the most vulnerable in society apart from people with obviously disorders. Um, and so I so I kind of try to reach out to people who are in good mental health 
physical health, emotional health, you know, from their, you know, in their 20s up to 50s and 60s, because, you know, we are the people that can help the vulnerable. And being saved um, really helps because you have God to help you, to help others. So why do you need to be saved? You must be born again. That's it. Jesus says that. Where does he say it? It's in the gospel. I mentioned it in the first episode. In John 3, 3, Jesus said to um, Nicodemus, Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He was well learned in the Bible. He knew everything. So it was very interesting that he wanted to meet Jesus. I know many of you know this story, but not everybody. I really recommend you read John 3 if you haven't. Nicodemus was, um, yeah, he knew everything in the Bible. He knew all the rituals and dressed in all the garb that they were. And he was very, you know, very uh, important in the church. But he was curious to meet Jesus, but he didn't really want to be seen. So he sort of had to sneak to see Jesus and he got to speak to Jesus. He wanted to know. He must have known in his spirit. So he asked him, how would you be born again? Um, he was curious. How can a person be born? I'm not, I'm not quoting it because I, I'm paraphrasing now. Nicodemus said, um, how can you how can you be born again? A man can't go into his mother's womb again. What are you talking about? I don't understand. And Jesus said, Truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. And so he was sharing with Nicodemus that you have to be spiritually born again. So it's very clear in that text that we are born of the flesh in the body and we have to have a second birth. It says it there in the Bible. Now I've read, read many other articles out there about rebirth and second birth and reincarnation and all sorts of things that I read out there. And I'm not going to fight with anybody. Everybody's entitled to, her, to their opinion. But on my podcast here, <laughs> I do not believe in reincarnation. It's not in the Bible. So um, we don't come back as an animal or any other person, okay? So this is the Bible. So you will be born again in this lifetime. Yeah, so you are being called, every single one of us are being called in this lifetime to be born again spiritually, come back to God and be transformed. And so it's an invitation. Now, does say that God chooses us and he chooses us, but we choose him too. It's kind of... um paradoxical really but really he chooses us and I always ponder on that one I only have theories on it so I'm not going to say but but he does say that he is looking for a contrite heart a sincere heart who's loving and wants to love people so any of this falseness Jesus doesn't have any time for it he doesn't have any time for fakeness and sees right through it so to be born again you must have a humble heart you and you hear of people being broken broken to the rock bottom most of these people have conversions most of these people are born again after their um, rock bottom 
um, experiences. Now, there are some people who have three or four rock bottoms because they just never learn. Um, but I'm not just talking about others. I'm talking about myself, too. It took me a long time to learn. And I still hit cul-de-sacs and walls. But God is gracious enough to always help me move forward. So what are the steps to being saved? So this is good for the Christian and the non-Christian, okay? If you are a Christian now and you go to, could be Catholic, Methodist, Presbyterian, it doesn't really matter. But if you grew up in a Christian environment and you know the basics, this could be a checklist for you, just to check, am I saved or am I not? And if you don't know, um, what, uh, what we use is we, the first step is to recognize that you need a savior. It means that you need someone to help you outside of yourself. You need a higher power. You know, so you kind of usually have to reach a few dead ends, a few disappointments, a few hurts, disappointments to say, hey, I can't do this on my own. I can't actually do it on my own. That's what turned me around. I can't do life on my own. So then you need a savior. And so the other thing is a way of checking, um, are you a sinner? Okay, we don't talk about sin nowadays. This is the 21st century. Nobody talks about sin, but I'm talking about sin. So, because the Bible talks about sin. So, have you sinned? I don't know. Do you know? Have you sinned? So how do we know if we have sinned? Well, sin is disobeying God and disobeying the Ten Commandments in the Bible. Um, I'm going to read them very quickly here because this is the beginning of the podcast. So let's get the fundamentals out of the way. Number one, um, the first commandment is, I am the Lord your God. You shall have no other gods before me. Number two, you shall not make idols. Three, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Four, keep the Sabbath day holy. Five, honor your father and mother. Six, you shall not murder. Seven, you shall not commit adultery. Eight, you shall not steal. Nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Ten, you shall not covet. Have you broken any of those I'm not here to condemn anyone this is just a way of finding out are you right with God um, but you know what the good news is we all have sinned we've all broken them we're not able to keep them none of us are and um, the reason we are not able is because of our sinful nature I wrote a poem about this on uh, medium last week or something about the depravity of the human heart. You know, but it's true from the Bible, I mean. I read a lot of things, watch a lot of videos on YouTube. I'm very interested in them, I think they're great. But I also think it's funny that people think deep down we're really nice people, because we're not. And I didn't like to hear that. I didn't like to hear that I wasn't a really nice person. But actually, I got a comfort in it because 
I kind of knew I wasn't that nice, <laughs> and you know because I I I searched my heart one day when I was at church, and I did search my heart, and I thought I remember I did something to my friend. I was very young, but I remember when I was young that wasn't nice. I thought I loved my friend, and that actually convicted my me. I com I was convicted myself. That I loved my friend, and I did a thing that wasn't nice. Now it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Like I didn't do anything so bad, but it felt really bad because I was a teenager when I did it, and and I thought I loved my friend. And uh, when I look back on that, I, I I felt yeah, I am not, I am not perfect. And there's many other things then I was able to look at later. So um, the commandments act as a mirror. So they're a mirror, they act as a mirror for us to see our sin. And St. Paul um, said in, in the New Testament, he said, I would never have known that coveting was wrong if it was not in the commandments, do not covet. And I really thought that was very interesting also. Do not covet. How would we even know it was wrong? Only it was written in the Bible. So there's many ways of looking at, at the sin. Um, so, uh, so because of our sinful nature, and I won't go into that in this episode either, but this is about the fall of man, Adam and Eve in the garden. I know lots of people say the Garden of Eden's not true. It's just a fairy tale story, but actually it's in the Bible. So, um, so as Christians, we believe the story and that um, sin came into the world in the Garden of Eden. And that's all I'm going to say. It's in the book of Genesis, the very first book in the Bible. So sin came into the world basically when Eve ate the apple and then Adam did also. Um, because of the sin that came into man at that point, then we needed, we needed a savior after that. And we couldn't keep the commandments because of our sinful nature. So what did God do? God sent his son, Jesus. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his son, Jesus, to declare an end to sins. To declare, sorry, to declare an end to sin's control over us. You see, sin is bondage. It's bondage. When you are sinning, you are not free. How did he do it? By Jesus dying on the cross. This is the supernatural part of, this, of our faith, that Jesus died on the cross to take away the sin of man, and that if you give your life to Jesus, then he takes your sin from you. I know it's radical, but it is the gospel, and millions and millions of people believe this and have lived the faith for years. Okay, and so after that, when Jesus came, he said that um, when Jesus came, the commandments changed to the greatest commandment, which is love, to love one another, to love your neighbor as yourself, and to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. I will refer to these scriptures again, but they are in the, they are in the article that I've attached to this newsletter, so you can see them yourself. Okay, I don't want to stay too long, so I'm going to give you some short steps here. What would you do if you just decided, hey, I want to be saved? What do I have to do? Good question. 
Well, the first thing you have to do is to believe. Believe in Jesus Christ. Believe in everlasting life and eternity. That when you die, you will go to heaven and be back with Jesus. So you believe, you repent of your sins, you ask for forgiveness, turn away from the old life, and then start following Jesus. Well, how do you follow Jesus? Well, if you don't know, you can follow this podcast and I'll teach you. But if, if you don't follow this podcast, how do you follow Jesus? You, um, you read the Bible, you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There would be enough in those Gospels to radically change your life and just follow what Jesus said. He'll teach you how to live, how to live right, how to live a righteous life. And the other thing um, that I need to clear up, which is very important, you cannot live the Christian life alone without God. So what I mean by that is you can't be righteous by yourself. There's a lot of people in the churches, in the Catholic church, because that's my background, but just in the Protestant church also. Um, they think they have to do all these great things. And they're really good at serving at church. Now, I'm not criticizing people who serve at church because we do serve and I do too. But if all you're doing is serving at church to look good and hope that God thinks that's going to get you, you know, medals and no, it doesn't. It's all about the heart. God would prefer you to have a good contrite heart and sit at the back of the church and not serve rather than being serving in a proud way. And righteousness is given to you by God. Um, and salvation is given to you by God. It's grace. It's given by grace, not by works, not by what you do. So that's actually freedom as well. You don't have to be really good. You don't have to be good to be saved. So don't be waiting till you're good to be saved. Come and get saved and God will make you good. And it won't be your goodness because it will be God's goodness in you. Um, there's a great song called Amazing Grace, if you haven't heard it, but I think everybody has. But please listen to it. It's um, a great song about being saved. I've added it in that article below, but I've added a very modern version. But the old hymns are very nice also, if, you, if you'd like to listen to them. Okay, so that's great. I, I got through that in a short time. Um, my goal is not to have very long podcasts because um, I know everyone's busy. And um, if you see a big, long one-hour podcast, you might not listen. <laughs> so that's all I really want to say tonight, okay? Um, I thank you for listening. I really appreciate you listening. I, I don't know who's listening yet, but um, uh, I know some people have sent me emails as well. So thank you for sending me an email. Um Noel, thank you, Noel, if you're listening again. I appreciate that, and I hope you are doing well in Vietnam. Very good to hear from you. And thank you, Warren, uh, for supporting me, and everyone else uh, who is uh, listening along. So before I go, I just want to remind you, I'm hoping to interview my lovely friend Mary next week. Of course, Mary's very busy, so and so am I, but we really want to try um, to get this done uh, the following weekend, okay? Um, 
Mary has been a very good friend to me here in Portugal and uh, we really enjoy each other's company and we will be very honest that we both prayed for um, the right kind of friends because when you're walking with God a long time it's very important to have fellowship, good fellowship um, and so Mary is a total blessing and I really, I really, really enjoy her, she's wonderful and um, you're going to meet her <laughs> next week and we have a good laugh together so hopefully you'll enjoy it and it won't be just my voice you'll have mary and me um and then after that i will um interview other people and then every so often i will come on again like this on my own when i have something that i want to share or teach um, um that's it really i don't have anything else to say and um if you have any questions please feel free to leave them in the comments below. Otherwise, have a great day or evening, wherever you are, and I will be back next week. Take care. Good night.